Welcome back to the Armchair Coaching Podcast. My name is Coach Sheffer. We've got the gang back together again. Sands, uh, Coach Bennett, as of right now, we'll see if he's able to join us later. But today we are, again, talking college football, doing our 2021 season previews with the different conferences. Last time we talked about the Big Ten West division. We had a really good conversation about all the teams in the West and how we thought the West would shake out. Um, And so today what we're going to be talking about is we're going to talk about the Big Ten East, the potentially, you know, more sexy division, according to some coaches out there. Uh, But first, let's introduce the coaches on the podcast. Uh, I'm going to go ahead with Coach Steve. Can you introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm Coach Steve. I'm the offensive line coach and run game coordinator at Addison Trail High School, as well as the assistant boys basketball coach and assistant girls track coach at Mequa Valley High School. They are both western suburbs of Chicago, not Chicago, western suburbs. I can't say that enough. And I also have a podcast and YouTube channel, The Coach Steve Show, various amounts of different things. We'll get into it, but just everything you can think of. Um, and I'm going to miss Coach Bennett's stories until he gets on. Yeah, Coach Bennett always does have really good stories that make our episodes a little bit longer, but just a little bit better for it. Uh, Coach Banstra, can you take a moment to introduce yourself? I am Coach Banstra. I'm the head football coach at uh, Northwestern High School here in Ohio. Um, I am also one half of the anti-Steve contingent. Um, unfortunately, Bennett could not be here tonight, so I will hold up that end for him um, until he can make his next appearance. Um, and then I also have a bunch of YouTube and podcast stuff, which you can find if you just put in my name. Awesome. My name is Coach Sheffer. I am one of the co-hosts of the podcast. I am the offensive line coach, as well as the varsity run game coordinator and JV OC at Brentsville District High School in Noakesville, Virginia. Yes, the chat does work. Coach Spanstra, go ahead and put in all of your jokes there. Uh, And I am going to go ahead and allow Coach Heath to introduce himself, and I'm going to turn it over to Coach Heath. Yeah, I am uh, Coach James Heath. Needless to say, I am the biggest uh, Buckeye proponent of this entire group. And we're so... Since I'm kind of leading this, we're going to try our best to not make this an Ohio State-focused episode. However, I don't think that it comes to anyone's surprise that when we talk about who is probably has the best chance to win uh, and the rich keep getting richer, it's Ohio State. However, there are some intriguing stories uh, that could take place Um you know, some questions about some of the programs that we know. What about Penn State? Are they going to bounce back and be able to do uh, do things? I mean, they've had, forget how many straight seasons of 11 wins and then kind of fell off. Well, you know, can they get back into contention? Is IU a real deal or is it just a flash in the pan? Uh, you know, those are the things that we'll talk about. But let's start with Rutgers, gentlemen. We'll start with Rutgers. Greg Schiano, maybe turning stuff around. I think it really is all about recruiting for them. But let's go ahead and take a look at the schedule because Rutgers has a somewhat interesting schedule. Talk a little bit about where we agree, where we disagree. And uh, Coach Sheffer, we'll start off with you. What do you think about Rutgers this year? Oh, I um, 
I don't know. Rutgers is one of those teams that, you know, I think we've had this conversation before. One of those teams that needs to be doing something different. They should be better than they are. Coach Bancher said it uh, pretty well earlier before the podcast started. If they could just hold on to some of those top New Jersey recruits, then I think they would be better. And they have had some flashes in the pan when they were in the Big East, but that was when they were in the Big East. Now they're in the Big Ten. Um, and that's a totally different game there. Um, Rutgers, to me, you know, if you look at the schedule here, I know they got a new coach. Um, we'll see how that pans out. Well, I, I shouldn't say new coach. This coach has been around before. So it's his second time around at Rutgers. Um, to me, I'm going to start off with the first game here versus Temple. I almost picked Temple. I think Temple's one of those teams that you can never count out. They just got that kind of, you know, Philly toughness to them. I almost picked them to win this game, but I decided to go ahead with Rutgers um, because Rutgers is probably going to have superior talent and maybe they have a little bit better defense uh, versus Syracuse. I think Syracuse wins that one because I think Syracuse is just a little bit better. Um, yeah, Syracuse did not have a very good season this past year, but I think Coach Steve said it best when we actually talked. I think we talked about them a while back. Um, they had a really young group, so I think they rally and they have a better season this year. Uh, Rutgers should beat Delaware. And then when they come and play Michigan at Michigan, this is one, this is an upset that I have for them. I think Rutgers actually upsets Michigan this year. And then I think they only win one other game. And the only other game that they're going to win, I think they're going to beat Michigan State. Um, and so they're going to lose to Ohio State, lose to Northwestern, Illinois, Wisconsin, Indiana, Penn State. And I think Maryland beats Rutgers as well, because I think Maryland's a little bit better coached. So overall, I think Rutgers is going to go around the four-win uh, area. So I would say four wins. I think they could win five or six. They might pick off somebody else. Um, but I, I don't think they're bowl eligible this year. All right, Coach Banstra, what do you think about the uh, Scarlet Knights? I, I mean, I was, I think, a little more optimistic there, but I almost made them six and six. I, I was really torn about the Maryland game at the end of the year. Um, but I had them pretty much start off 4-0. Um, I, I mean, obviously, like the Syracuse or Michigan game, I think it would probably go either way. Um, but they hit a stretch there. Was it like Northwestern through like Penn State? That's just – I mean, that's not a pleasant like five week road schedule. That's what that's what kind of swung me for the Maryland game. I mean, you could in theory lose five straight games there. Um, I mean, I completely could be completely wrong, but I mean, they did play a lot better um, last year. Um, I think Shiana Shiana does wonders, and I think that's a natural fit for him. Um, as I've I've always said about and but yeah, I mean, every college could talk about it. if you can keep there's 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 that there's that like Catholic private league as coach already mentioned, that has all that like talent. If you can keep, a, not, you're not going to keep all of them, but if you can keep a decent amount of them, that's why Seattle was successful the first time. Keep them, pull some kids out of Pennsylvania, Ohio, and then go down to like Georgia and Florida and poach a couple kids. I mean, you can build a successful program there. Um, if you can sell the media markets and location and all that. Um, so, I mean, I, I think they could be borderline bowl eligible this year. Um, and who knows, they might be able to surprise a couple games here or there. All right, Coach Steve. I'm in kind of the same boat as both of them. Um, 
watching Rutgers last year, they competed better than they had in the past. They played a lot tougher, um, but it's still Rutgers until he turns it back around. Until then, they're they are who we think they we know think they are. Um, I was kind of with Coach Sheffer. I looked at the Temple one. I was like, Temple might beat them, but I'm going to give benefit of the doubt of like he's turning it around. They're playing tougher. I went with Rutgers, and then Syracuse was very young last year. I'm a big Dino Babers fan. Um, I see Dino Babers and Syracuse being more competitive this year. Um, they don't – Dino Babers knows how to coach, so I go with Syracuse. Um, I have Rutgers being Delaware. And I'm not going to be so hard on Michigan as everyone else because I feel like it's just being a dead horse. I do think Michigan will beat Rutgers. Then they're not going to beat Ohio State. Uh, Michigan State, even though they were terrible last year, it's still Michigan State, new first-year head coach coming in. I have Michigan State winning. Um, they're not going to beat Northwestern. I have my Illini. Hopefully by that time, you know, he almost got it rolling a little bit, more confidence in Illinois. I don't see him being Wisconsin. I don't see him beating Indiana, Penn State. That Maryland one would be a toss-up, but I go with Maryland because who knows if Maryland's rolling or confidence, they'll win. If Rutgers is rolling and confident, they'll win that one. But I have Maryland winning that one, so I only have them going winning about two games, but I could see it being three games. But if they're rolling, they could beat like Illinois or Michigan State. So it could be four wins, but right now I have them at two wins. All right. Uh, just a couple of st quick stats here. Rutgers won three conference games from 2016 to 2019. They ended up winning three last year. And I think that we talk about recruiting. One of the interesting stories as we go and we move on, especially with name image likeness, you've got the Jersey, New York media area. I mean, I don't know if Shiano can be able to spin any kind of way for the guys at Rutgers to be able to tap into to those markets for, you know, name, image, likeness. But I think that's a game changer if he's able to. The question is, they're not a winner. So who really is going to want to get on board? Um, you know, I, I think that for me personally, I'll just say, uh, had Rutgers as three wins overall and one against Maryland at the end of the season, and that was it. Uh, I think that they are definitely at the bottom, and there's they're going to be looking up for a while. We've already hit it. It's all about recruiting, and there's all kinds of talent there. Shiano's just got to pull it in. That's all there is to it. So. All right, let's put the uh, Scarlet Knights to bed. Another team that people – kind of question right now um you know we know the name of the, of the quarterback the last name and it's had <laughs> that family's had good success in college but uh is to his little brother going to be it for maryland so coach steve we'll start with you what do you think about the terrapins Last year, there was times they looked really good or really bad. I'm trying to remember. I think they had to cancel some games last year, so that COVID thing screwed some people up. Maryland is that toss-up. They're either going to be very competitive or they're not going to be well or do well. Um, they need to recruit. They need some time to recruit and all that, but, I mean, they're going to be competitive. But I don't know. It's a toss-up. So what I'm about to say can be completely wrong. I have uh, West Virginia winning that first game. I don't know if Maryland's going to be ready to go. 
against Howard. I just got Maryland winning that one. The Illinois game, um, I got Illinois winning. Um, that one, again, is a toss-up. I'm an Illinois fan, but that's a huge toss-up to me. They're both not in the same boat, but similar boats coming in. And then this one, we're all, we were just talking about it um, versus Kent State. I'm a big Sean Lewis fan. Um, being Seeing him, them all work at EIU, he was offensive coordinator for Dino Babers. You know, he's up and rising. He's recruited well. I could see them upsetting Maryland. Um, very well coached. I know some of the um, other coaches, not so much, but Sean Lewis pulls the strings, so I think they could win. They're not going to beat Iowa. They're not going to be Ohio State. Um, I think Minnesota could be in free fall, so I think Maryland could beat Minnesota. Um, they're not going to beat Indiana. I think Penn State kind of bounces back a little bit this year from what they did last year. Um, again, Michigan State's a little – Michigan State, represented by Rocket Mortgage, is a little free-for-all, so I have Maryland winning. I have Michigan beating Maryland, and then at the end of the year, again, it was that toss-up. I have Maryland beating Rutgers, but that could be a flip. They're both in the same boat. Um, but Maryland, I haven't won in about four games. Um, but that could easily be six games or even – around six or seven, but for me, it's just four games. We don't know. Depends on how healthy they are, depending how well um, they recruited. It just all depends, but they're going to be a team that if they get hot, they're going to be pretty good. Coach Banstra, what do you think about the Terrapins? Um, I think they have a lot of games that could go either way. Um, I think, I think high end, I mean, I, I relook at what I put down there and I, I think they could get to eight, nine wins. Um, like you, you, you flipped that Kansas – I'm not Kansas – Kent State game, the Minnesota game, uh, the Michigan game. Um, I mean, you're you're talking now an eight-win football team. Um, so, I, I mean, I think – I mean, I think their, their basement is three – two to three wins or ceilings eight, nine wins. Um, there's still some – I was uh, – Ohio State's, Penn State's are still tough games on their schedule, but um, – like I said, they are headed in the right direction. Them and Rutgers, I mean, you could say the same thing about both of them. They're two teams that could probably win eight, nine games, or they can win as few as two or three. It just kind of depends on how things are put together for them. Um, I think I they're kind of a big, I think, mystery on the east side overall compared to some of the other teams. Coach Sheffer. I think I'm a little bit more high on Maryland this year than you guys are. I think they're. I think you might be high. Period. That's just another story. <laughs> that's a, that's another story altogether. Um, I think they go six and six this year and make a bowl game. And uh, you know, I think they can actually beat West Virginia. That's. I think that's more of a toss up game than um, you know some people might think. I think West Virginia is. They're okay, but they're not the West Virginia of old. Um, and I, I and I hate to say it, you know, Maryland is in our in my backyard here from Northern Virginia. I'm not necessarily a Maryland fan, uh, especially because they kept beating Texas a couple years in a row. And I I'm a Texas fan, and I was actually at the game that they had here at uh, Washington at Washington Stadium. And I kept telling my wife, I was like, Oh, here we go again. You know, Texas losing to Maryland. So they're going to beat somebody they shouldn't because they should not have beaten Texas. What was it three years in a row? At least two in a row. I know they did it two in a row. Um, 
Yeah, there's they should beat Howard. I think they're going to lose to Illinois. I think Illinois is improved by then. Um, and then I'm not in the same boat as you guys are. I don't think Kent State has it as much as you guys. I think we might be blowing a little bit of smoke up Kent State's butt a little bit. Uh, I'm not saying that they're bad, and I like their coach, and I like the way the direction they're going, but I don't think they're that good. Uh, I think Maryland's going to be a little bit better. Losing to Iowa, losing to Ohio State. I, I also picked Minnesota to beat Maryland. Indiana should beat Maryland. Penn State should beat Maryland. However, I do have Maryland going on a three-game win streak at the end. I have them beating Michigan State. I am the only one here who has actually picked them to beat Michigan. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about Michigan more later. <laughs> and my, yeah, we uh, will. We'll definitely my, do that. My not-so-love uh, of, of Michigan. And I also have them beating Rutgers. I think they are better than Rutgers at this moment. Um, you know, just a little bit of background. They are in our backyard here in Northern Virginia. And they've actually done, with Coach Loxley, they've actually done a relatively good job of recruiting the DMV area. Um, they haven't gone that far south. They've been kind of regional, uh, but they've done a relatively good job of recruiting. And the fact that they got Tua's brother um, to come over was pretty good for them. And hopefully he's uh, – I don't think he's as good as Tua, but he brings that um, you know a little bit of Hawaiian flavor to Maryland. So I think they go 6-6, six and six, go to a bowl game, depending on who they play, they might win the bowl game. So I'm a little bit more high on Maryland than you guys are. However, I do think that that's their peak. <laughs> Maryland and the Big Ten, I don't it, unless they go back to the ACC, I don't think you're ever going to see Maryland as a 10-win team. Yeah, I think that's fair. Loxley's doing a great job of recruiting. You know, we're going to talk a little bit about that because everyone's chasing Ohio State as far as recruiting goes, and no one's going to catch them, and we'll talk – more about that later. Um, I'll guarantee it. But when I look at Maryland, they have a great quarterback. They don't have a, the, a set running back right now. That's a problem, I, I think, for, for them. Um, you know, for me, uh, speaking of teams in my backyard, uh, Kent State is in my backyard where I'm located here up in uh, Northeast Ohio. I think that, that is a, a great game for Kent State because I think it's a W for Kent State. Um, I'm sorry that the only person disagreed was, <laughs> was Coach Sheffer, because he's, he's going to be seeing that we were right and he was wrong, and that's okay. Um, hey, I, I, think, I, don't, I don't mind being wrong with that pick. I actually right. will be rooting for Kent State in that game. Um, so I don't I'm just mind trying to peer wrong. pressure you. That's yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to peer pressure you. Uh, but, you know, I, I think the, uh, the other thing that's – you know, going to happen is, as I look again, we're going to talk about the maize and blue later. Um, a lot of our picks for, for that team and it, it could easily unravel, you know, and again, I'm just kind of leading up to it, but um, I think Maryland right now, I think that they win one game in big 10 play. So I'm not very high. The rest uh, of you guys have got them down for somehow collecting three wins. I just don't see it. I love Mike Loxley as a coach, I do. I think he's great, but I think Maryland is a it's it's a tough place. And will he have success if they hold on to him? Yes, but it's going to take time. So, speaking of time, we're going to take a quick time out for a word from our sponsors. 
This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Back to the Basics from Coach Stone Football. 2021 is the year to go back to the basics with Coach Stone Football Drill Manual Series. It has a combined 300-plus football drills and over 4,000 pages of football intelligence. All of the content within the Football Drill Manual Series builds on each other to offer consistent coaching while laying a foundation. Let's face it, 2020 was not easy for any of us to navigate sports. Whether or not you were fortunate enough to have a season or if your season was put on hold until this year, now is the time to go back to the basics to lay a foundation for 2021. Also new in 2021, the Coach Stone Football Coaching Magazine with four issues this year with some of the best podcasters in the business today. Also one Back to the Basics International Gridiron Football Magazine representing 12 different countries with each article not only in English, but also in the native language of the coach who wrote that article. For more information, go to www.coachstonefootball.com. Again, that's www.coachstonefootball.com. All Armchair Coaching Podcast episodes have been edited by Coach James Heath. Follow Coach James Heath on Twitter at jrockfordheath. And if you are interested in starting your own podcast, contact Coach Heath, and he will help you get set up with everything that you need for podcasting. Thank you, Coach Heath. I couldn't do it without you, brother. This episode is brought to you in part by Second Skull. Second Skull is a protective headgear company focused on helping to keep athletes safe and to help keep athletes on the field participating in the sports that they love. Their products are patented, tested, and proven to reduce direct and rotational impacts to the head. Their technology is trusted by several athletic organizations and the United States military. Their pro cap is designed with the grant from the National Football League. This protective skull cap is the ultimate in thin, lightweight, and breathable protection. The pro cap is comparable to other skull caps that do not offer such protection, measuring at just 2 millimeters thick and weighing less than 2.4 ounces. The pro cap improves protection for all players when worn under their helmet and is perfect for football, baseball, hockey, and lacrosse. Their pro band is designed in collaboration with professional players and clubs in Spain. This protective headband provides superior protection with an aesthetic and athletic look. The pro band has a unique five panel construction with a reinforced forehead panel to deliver a natural feel and ultimate ball control at just four millimeters thick and a weight of 1.4 ounces. The pro band provides protection for all players in non-helmeted sports and activities and is ideal for soccer athletes. Listeners of the Armchair Coaching Podcast can go to secondskull.com and save 20% on any products purchased from that website with the discount code armchair. That's A-R-M-C-H-A-I-R in all caps. Welcome back. As we uh, advance through the Big Ten East, next up, Sparty, Michigan State. We'll start with Coach Sheffer. Coach Sheffer, what do you think about Sparty? Oh, uh, well, we just kind of had a little bit of a discussion about Michigan State. Um, I'm down on Michigan State this year. Uh, they just, ever since D'Antonio left, it's just not been the right fit so far. Um, I don't think they're necessarily recruiting well. And I was very surprised to see them come out and spread last season and try to throw the ball around. And let's, let's face it, they weren't very good at it. Uh, so maybe maybe they get better this year. Maybe they don't. But I have them, you know, the first game they have is Northwestern. We all, we're all very high on Northwestern. I'm pretty sure Northwestern wins that game. Um, I have them beating Youngstown State. However, 
again, depending on how good or bad Michigan State is, Youngstown State is a good FCS program. Um, so, again, you can't – you got to be careful with that. Then they play Miami of Florida. I have Miami beating them. Miami's just better. I also have Nebraska beating Michigan State. I think Nebraska is a little bit better than Michigan State right now. I know we were a little bit down on Nebraska um, in the previous episode overall. I think Michigan State comes out and beats Western Kentucky. I honestly don't know a whole lot about Western Kentucky right now. Um, I have them losing to Rutgers. That was another uh, kind of upset that I think Rutgers had this year. Uh, I have them losing to Indiana. I have them beating Michigan because that, that, that seems to go back and forth every so often. I have them losing to Purdue, losing to Maryland, losing to Ohio State, and I have them beating Penn State. I'm the only one having them beat Penn State. They're, they have had Penn State's number a couple of years in a row. Um, they always make that a game where it shouldn't be. But overall, I think they're a 4-8 and eight team not making it to a bowl game this season. Um, and I think it's going to be a slow process of them getting back to being bowl eligible every year and being competitive within uh, just the big 10 or the big 10 East. Um, it's going to be quite a while before they're ready to come back and they might need a different coach to do it. Um, so that's just my opinion on Michigan state. All right. So coach Sheffer has a uh, four win Sparty with four wins overall two in the big 10 coach Banstra. Um, I don't, I, I, as I kind of said already, I just I don't know. I just got a bad feeling. I just don't think it's the same Michigan State as it used to be. Uh, it's kind of proved me wrong. Um, and unfortunately, when you do these, one, at least one team has to be kind of given the short end of the stick. And this is kind of for me who's kind of got the short end of the stick. It's just one, it's a diff- difficult schedule. Um, two, it's just, I mean, it's – the program has not been on an upward trajectory the past couple of years. It just hasn't been. Whereas like you look at Rutgers and Maryland, you're like, okay, they're noticeably better. They're, they're, they're good. Um, but Michigan state, I think is kind of the opposite trajectory. I mean, hopefully I'm wrong, but I mean, it's a very, I mean, open up with Northwestern is not a cupcake start at, at all. Um, I, I don't think Youngstown state to give me either. Um, that's a, a solid lower division one program. Miami, Florida. Um, I love their offensive coordinator um, and what they what they're doing gap scheme wise and some of their pin and pull stuff. So it's hard for me to pick against them in this matchup. Um, I think this is one of the ones that Nebraska actually gets. Uh, Western Kentucky was another hard game for me. I think that's another solid Division One program. Um, I've already talked about Rutgers. I mean, we talked about Indiana on a previous podcast. Uh, the Michigan game. That's always a tough game. Uh, it's always a toss-up game um, just because Michigan State plays them really hard every year. Um, I, I have a little more confidence in Purdue than some of you. Uh, we talked about Maryland, uh, and then the other two we'll talk about a little, a little later. Coach Steve. Um, I Same thing. Um, Michigan State is not the same. I know I think they beat Michigan during COVID year and stuff, but they're not the same team obviously they're not going to beat Northwestern. I had Michigan state winning against Youngstown. They're not going to beat the U. Um, even though I think Nebraska is in a downfall, I don't see them beating Nebraska. Um, Western Kentucky. That's the one I had to think about because coach Vance already said it, they're a good program, but 
I just have Michigan State winning that one. The one where I keep rethinking it now, the longer this goes on, is the Rutgers game. Um, that one, I could see Rutgers still win. I put Michigan State down, but I'm okay to be wrong with that one. Like, that will not bother me to be wrong. They're not being Indiana. I'm a little higher on Michigan than some. Like I said, we don't want to keep beating a dead horse, but I see Michigan getting the revenge in that game. Um, I haven't been Purdue just because Purdue might be down at that point because they have a rough schedule like we talked about before. Um, I have Maryland winning that game. And then, of course, Ohio State, Penn State, they're not going to beat them. So I have them getting four wins, but they could easily only get two, maybe one. We have no idea how bad they might be, but right now I have them at four. Yeah, I'm the optimist of the group. Um, you know, I have them going seven and five overall and five wins. And the reason why is because I think they've done a great job of, you know, recruiting hasn't gone that well, uh, but they really went into the portal. They did a great job of going into the portal, getting some guys that could help the program. Um, I'm going to err on the side of optimism here, and I might be wrong, but uh, I see that same as a five five win team in, in, in the league. Um, you know, I, I think that they definitely are, you know, going to have to get better as, as the season goes along, but I think they can beat Michigan. I think they beat Purdue. I think they beat Maryland. Um, but against, you know, the, the teams that really should beat them, you know, maybe there's a, they happen to win one, but I see them as a five and four team. Um, you know, the one thing that Mel, you know, Mel Tucker has going for him is he's he's actually tapped into the portal. And he's actually done that well. And that's the only way that he's going to get immediately better is get bringing some guys that have some experience. So, all right. So we'll put Sparty to bed. Penn State. You know, a lot of people have questions about Penn State. I think they bounce back a little bit. I don't think it's this year. I just think that quarterback play is a. There's some questions there. Let's let me put it that way. But I'll go last with the uh, with my opinions. Uh, let's go with Coach Steve. What do you think about the Nittany Lions? Well, first, are we going to welcome in Coach Bennett? That's the first thing we have to do. Coach Bennett's here, uh, so now Coach Bancher does have to be the only one coming after me. Yeah, I mean, as I said earlier, the one I am one half of the anti-Steve contingent. You suck, uh, Steve. My, my, my partner has arrived. I uh, expected more than that. The family program. Let's keep it at that. I will, I, as a, it? I know Coach, Coach Bennett needs to stop shaving because it just doesn't look the same. Um, it was starting to – I shaved it to let it – since this is dead week, I don't have to be in front of my kids and catch all kinds of hell. So it will be grown back by next Monday. Wait a minute, we're talking about beards. When did this turn into Sheffer's podcast? What <laughs> happened here? Well, the big difference between this and Sheffer's podcast is these are men talking about football that mix a little beard talk in. His, <laughs> his douchebag podcast was just guys talking about beards and beard oil and whatnot. So, a little difference. All right, Coach Steve, talk Penn State. Let's go. Um, Last year – I'm trying to remember. It was like a weird year for them. They were either really competitive or not. Um, so I don't see them staying down that long. They'll still be competitive, but I have them not beating Wisconsin. I think Wisconsin will just bully them. Um, 
I put Penn State down to be Ball State. And I think we talked the last time. I think Coach Banstra said Ball State does not have a bad coaching staff or a bad team. So I'm not saying Ball State's going to come in and win, but it'll be competitive. Um, the Auburn one, I kind of wanted to put Penn State because, you know, Gus isn't at Auburn anymore, but it's still Auburn. I think they could um, out-muscle and beat Penn State. Um, Penn State beating Nova. Um, they're not – I think Indiana will win. Um, they'll, they're pretty confident they'll come in and win that. They're not going to beat Iowa. Um, Penn State rolled Illinois last year, and they'll probably do it again. They'll come in and beat Illinois. And then, of course, I don't see them beating Ohio State. Um, we all put Penn State beating Maryland. Penn State will beat Michigan. They'll beat Rutgers. Then they will beat Michigan State. So I have them at seven wins. Um, but they they could – I think the only one I – it would be okay. The one I'm not, I'm not sure about is Indiana. They might be beat Indiana, but I just don't see it happening. So I got them at seven, uh, seven wins. All right, Coach Banster. Um, I think they'll, they'll swing back. I mean, they made a good hire with their offense coordinator um, who typically leads the country in explosive plays, as I've talked before. Um, kind of with Steve, I mean, Auburn was a toss-up for me. I just think it's an easier transition than maybe the Brian Harson transition. Um, I, I also kind of kept on my pick from the last podcast is they'll beat Wisconsin. I think I think they'll come out of the gate swinging. Um and I, I probably I'm thinking vastly higher than pretty much the rest of the crew. But the Ohio State game is going to be, I, I mean, obviously difficult. I was just a, a tough matchup. Outside of that, I think they pretty much stand a good chance. Um, the other toss-up was kind of Indiana, but they typically don't lose to Indiana consecutively. Um, that's usually an anomaly. So um, I, I have them starting pretty much, I mean, four or no, and then they kind of hit the meat of their schedule there. Um, with in Illinois kind of falling in between the two teams. Coach Bennett, you want to jump in and talk about Penn State? Um, Penn State, just look at their schedule here. I'll tell you, I'll tell you live what I think. They'll lose to Wisconsin. They'll beat Ball State. Um, they'll lose to Auburn just based off based off conferences alone. They'll beat who is that? Is that Villanova? Yes. That is Villanova. Yes, wow. Villanova. That'd be a hell of a basketball game. Um, I think they'll beat Indiana, lose to Iowa, beat Illinois by a lot, lose to OSU by a lot, beat Maryland, uh, find a way to lose to Michigan, beat Rutgers, beat Michigan State. I got them seven and, seven and four. Who's got him at 10 wins? Bastard, what are you doing? Uh, hey, I'm riding high on, on their offensive leader. That and I'll say this. The other reason they, they struggled last year is they were hurt all year. Their their star running back went down play like four against Indiana and blew out his his knee. Like they had injuries throughout the whole entire year. Um, so now I'll, I'll take him on 10 wins. Worst case, eight. I'll take 10. I, I hope they beat a higher state, but probably not going to happen. No. All right. Coach Sheffer. Yeah, I think um, I think Coach Banch is right. They were hurt. They just did not have a Penn State year last year. Um, I think they do rebound, but I'm not quite confident in saying they win 10. Uh, okay, so just going through the schedule, I think they lose to Wisconsin. 
I think they beat Paul, Penn, uh, they beat Ball State, lose to Auburn, beat Nova, beat Indiana. I don't think they lose to them twice. I think this is going to be kind of a uh, revenge game at home at Penn State. Uh, the Iowa game, I know we all pick Iowa to win that one. I think that's going to be a close game. Uh, but I think we all think Iowa's going to win that one. We all think Illinois is going to lose to Penn State. I am the only one here who's going to go out on a wire and say that Penn State is the only team that has a shot at beating Ohio State. I think they could do it, uh, but they have to play a perfect game. Of course, it is at Ohio State, so that would be a very difficult game. They beat Maryland, beat Michigan. I think they beat Rutgers, and they lose to Michigan State. I'm the only one picking them to lose to Michigan State. For some reason, they always have a tough time with Michigan State, so I think they're an 8-4 and four football team. All right. As for me, I've got them eight and four overall and five and four. As I mentioned, I, I think that, um, you know, they were four and five in play last year. And I don't see very much difference between last year's team and this year's team. In fact, the defense might be worse, guys. Their defense lost a lot, and it might be worse, especially up front. I think they get gashed with the run. I think that's a that, that's a tough task for, uh, for them. Um, you know, really, I, you know, I, I yes, they're going to beat Illinois. I think they're going to handle Maryland. They're going to handle Michigan. We'll talk about that. Uh, they're going to handle Rutgers. I mean, the teams that they should, yes. But against some of the other teams, no, I, I just don't see it. I don't see them being able to, right off the, off the bat, we're going to know who they are because they're going to get smacked in the mouth by Wisconsin, and we're going to know who they are defensively. Offensively, they might be all right. Defensively? There's a lot of question marks there for the Nittany Lions. And uh, James Franklin might just have another year where, you know, his team just doesn't add up to the expectations of the Penn State faithful. That's, to me, is, is that's what I see. So, all right, we are going to take a, another timeout, and we'll be back. We have the Hoosiers and the Maize and Blue coming up right after the word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you in part by High and Tight Footballs. High and Tight Footballs are the world's only self-contained, pressure-measuring, multi-sensory, instant, audible feedback training footballs on the market. They have been used by NFL Hall of Fame players, NFL coaches, collegiate All-Americans, and players at all levels. Listeners of the Armchair Coaching Podcast can actually receive a 10% discount on any products purchased from High and Tight by using the discount Link below in the description and by using the discount code ACP. Make sure you type in ACP at checkout to get a 10% discount on any items purchased from highandtight.com. I'd like to thank our new sponsor, Launchpad Kickoff Tee, for joining us here on the Armchair Coaching Podcast family. Coaches, are you looking for that competitive edge, but you might not be paying attention to the kickoff game? Well, this is the company for you. I'd like you to go check them out. I have one sitting right here in my hand. It's incredibly unique. It's got a very large surface area and incredibly flexible wings. And so what this does for you here, it gives you extreme flexibility with how you want to kick off. Do you want to use the patented forward lean? Well, if you don't know what that is, go ahead and check out their website. You can do just about anything you want. You can dial up different types of squib kicks just with the different angles. 
you can literally do just about anything with this. And the nice thing is they send you this piece of paper here that goes with diagrams that show you all the different angles and techniques that they've discovered so far. And they are incredibly helpful on their website. I highly recommend you check them out. If you're interested, do me a favor. I want you to go to launchpadkickoftcom slash ACP. Make sure you add the slash ACP. And if you're interested in buying one, if you go to this specific website, you can find the link, the, the link in the description below. You actually get a discount. You're going to get a 10% discount just from using the, the Armchair Coaching Podcast link. If you want to buy one, if you want to buy two, that's a savings of 25%. And if you buy three, you're actually going to get one for free. All right. So those are some huge deals that you're going to get there. So do us a huge favor. Check out our sponsor at Launchpad Kickoff Tea. Make sure that you go to this specific site, launchpadkickofftea.com slash ACP. Launchpadkickofftea.com slash ACP. On the kickoff, it's not like all the other kickoff teas that you have. It's incredibly unique. Welcome back to the Armchair Coaching Podcast as we are going through the Big Ten East with Episode 2, and we are currently at the Hoosiers who experienced the greatest uh, football season since 1945-1946. I think it's the first, last year was the first time they've ever had a top 25 finish in that time. However, I'm sure the gentleman I'll ask next will tell you they got totally exposed in a ball game. So, Coach Bennett, let's talk a little bit about the Hoosiers. We've talked about this before, how they got exposed in the bowl game. What do you see uh, 2021? Um, more momentum from the bowl game rolling in. The, and not, I know we're not, we're not a gambling podcast, and you shouldn't gamble, but if you were a gambler, the easiest money of all the bowl season was Indiana being favored over Ole Miss. Uh, SEC team, um, with an explosive offense going against an Indiana team that runs in the mud, not very fast. Uh, it's easy, easy money. I think you're going to see more of that because they got a tough, they got a tough out. They're going to start with Iowa. I don't see them beating Iowa. Then they get Idaho, they'll beat Idaho. Cincinnati's not even, not even sneaky good. Cincinnati's just good. Then you get Western Kentucky. Um, Western Kentucky's not above beating a Power Five team. I mean, it's what may the first time we've seen it. Penn State. You know, that, that's three of us think Penn State's going to win the game. Two of us think IU will win it. Um, nobody likes Michigan State here, so they – well, you got them all. Everybody beat Michigan State. They'll lose to Ohio State by a 1,000 because they played them close last year, and Coach Dale hammer them if he can. Uh, everybody's got them beating Maryland. I don't know why I've got them beating Maryland, but I do. Um I think Michigan will beat them because I think Michigan's going to win eight, nine games. Uh, I think they'll beat Rutgers. I got them at seven wins. Minnesota and Purdue, I got them losing both of those. Um, I got them at five wins. I'm sorry. Five and seven. That's what I think. Now, Coach Heath and Coach, uh, who is that? Heath and Steve, based on looking at the spreadsheet. Heath, that's not where you want to be. You don't want to be in the same boat as Steve. But y'all, uh, whatever y'all are chiefing on, I like to know. 11 and 10 wins. Jesus Christ. 
right, Steve, you, you gotta you gotta help me out here. Well, it's not a confident ten and two, and here's why I say this: um, I think they're gonna get better. They're doing. We talked about it before. I've said it before. They're doing. They started doing that speed based training that Ohio State does. Alabama started doing it. When we looked at when you looked at the percentages, the generative watt power that like Alabama created and Ohio State created, their players get stronger as the years go on or as the year goes on. And Indiana is doing the same thing. So I think if they continue on that trend, I think they will be more will play tough than what people think. Now, this is not a confident 10 and 2 I have. They will not beat Iowa. I think we everybody, I think most of us agree that. Indiana's going to beat Idaho. I have them beating Cincinnati because their defense coordinator left. I think they had some changes. So I could see Cincinnati win. This is not a confident pick. I just think Indiana is going to be – the culture's being built. They will have – they're going to be stronger. They're going to be more – I think they will be a little bit faster. So I could see that happening. I have them beating Western Kentucky. Um, I think they beat Penn State again. I think Penn State might too have that revenge thing going on, and Indiana could get that. Um, I said Michigan State's in free fall. They're not going to beat Ohio State, but I think it's going to be a close game again. But I would not be surprised if Ohio State beats them. I think Ryan Day was just calling plays to get Justin Fields to look good. There were just plays I didn't agree with what he called, and Indiana hung around. I have Indiana beating Maryland. I have them beating Michigan, but I would not be shocked if Michigan beats them. That's not a confident pick. I have them beating Rutgers. I think Minnesota might free fall, and – I have Indiana being Purdue. I think Indiana will be back on top of Indiana. So it's not a confident 10 and 2, but they could easily be 8 and 4. But I think their cap is 10 and 2. Coach Banstra. Well, I had them at 8 and 4, and I changed it to 9 and 3 because the, my alumni that played at Indiana has now officially blown up my phone after I told them 8 and 4, um, especially for my Purdue pick. Um, and mentioned the five-star grad transfer, the four-star grad transfer that they got, and who fixed their quarterback's knee. Um, and he does not like my Iowa pick at all. Uh, there's language I cannot repeat on this podcast. Um, but um, they are much better. Um, I think the Cincinnati game as can be a toss-up, but I think Cincinnati just lost too many staff members, so I don't think they'll be in full gear by then. Um as I, as I said before, I like Penn State. I like Iowa. I like Ohio State. Um, the reason I originally had Purdue beating them is because if you just look at historic, Purdue's got like a 70% win, win percentage against Indiana historically. Um, but I love their head coach, and I love what they're doing there. Um, but my 8-4, and 9-3 and three is roughly where I'm going to go. All right, Coach Sheffer. Oh, uh, I'm – a little closer in line thinking of the way coach Bennett was talking earlier. Um, you know, I think Indiana, yeah, I know they've got a great head coach and I know they are get, building that culture. And I understand coach Steve, they're doing speed-based training and I believe in the speed-based training myself. I've been using it with my players, um, but it's still Indiana. They're still a mid major, you know, mid tier power five school at best. I think last year and what they could be this year, I have them at eight and four. Honestly, that's their pinnacle at Indiana. I don't think you're going to beat the big big dogs year in, year out. Um, I think they lose to Iowa. They beat Idaho. I think Cincinnati comes in and mops up with them personally. 
look at what Cincinnati did with Georgia in their bowl game. They proved that they belong in that conversation. And Georgia is a better team than Indiana. So I think Cincinnati comes in and wins. Uh, I think they beat Western Kentucky. I think Penn State gets a little bit of revenge because it's at Penn State. I don't think they lose to Indiana two years in a row. Uh, we all hate Michigan State for some reason, so I think Indiana is going to beat Michigan State. Um, Ohio State's going to win. I have them beating Maryland, beating Michigan, beating Rutgers, beating Minnesota, and beating Purdue. So they have a pretty good end of the, uh, end of the season, but I don't think they're anywhere – um, anywhere close to 10 and two or 11 and one, if they make it that far, um, I would be highly surprised, but, uh, they're not going to make it that far in my opinion. All right. Well, I feel, uh, I should, you know, as the, uh, the meme goes, he just said they're not worthy of being 11 and one. And I took that personally. Let me tell you what, what Indiana has going for him. The, the key to all this, they have a dynamic quarterback in Michael Penix. The problem is the past three years, once he gets going, he has a knee injury. That could happen again. If that happens again, Indiana's in, in trouble. However, they're another team. They need a running back. They got the USC transfer, Stephen Carr. So he's going to help them in the in the run game. Um, if Pendix is able to play, they're a different team. Now, I, I don't know if that would have impacted what happened in the ball game, but Gentlemen, that's 2020. 2021, the only real change that Indiana has had is that they will have a different defensive coordinator. And they are the team that year in, year out, even from the time of Kevin Wilson, has played Ohio State extremely, extremely tough. I don't think anyone else can touch them simply because they have a great culture and they have they have it going on right now. So that's where I see them as being 11-1. and one. Their only loss is going to be to Ohio State. They're going to go eight and one, and I don't take a heat for it. But I guess being born in Indiana, uh, I'll take it because I think Indiana is a, is a program that uh, you know they've been built to stay around for a while. So, all right, we'll move on. Uh, this is going to be—I just have a feeling it's going to be the best the best talk that we'll have. Maybe it's because we have two Ohio guys. Maybe it's just because we have some people who are actually believing in Michigan um, and Coach Bennett. And, but it's an interesting time for Jim Harbaugh and the Maize and Blue right now. They're under fire from not only the outsiders, but the insiders. There's a rift, uh, a lot of controversy because of, uh, you know, was it controversy with a doctor who actually was with the program, uh, Boshan Beckler somehow being involved, um, you know, and maybe covering up some different things. We saw how this can harm the um, program, especially it's already under fire. So, Coach Jeffer, I'm going to start with you. Let's talk about the Michigan Wolverines. Uh, I think I'm if if people are watching this then they see the win-loss record that I, I am lowest on the win-loss record for Michigan this year. I, I don't think they're going to be that good. Um, and I'm, I'm not going to be surprised. This might be my surprise. You know, you asked about surprise uh, picks at the end of the last episode. 
I don't think Harbaugh is going to be back next year. I think they're going to have a losing record. He's going to be outed. Um, I think they win versus Western Michigan. They play Washington. I think we're all, almost all of us except for Bennett are in line. I think Washington's a better team here. Now, however, I will say, we've talked about this off, off, uh, off air, their offense is a mess, and they never should have fired Don Brown. Uh, I know Coach Bancher wanted to say that one. But, um, you know, if they can figure out their offense, I could easily see a way where Coach Bennett's prediction is correct. Um, but I don't think they're going to because uh, they really haven't made that many changes. Uh, so I think Washington wins that game. I think uh, Michigan's able to beat uh, Northern Illinois. I actually have Rutgers beating Michigan because Michigan loses to one of those types of teams almost every year, either Rutgers or Maryland or Indiana, someone they really shouldn't – no offense to Indiana guys, someone they really shouldn't lose to um, almost every year. We all have them beating being – Beaten by Wisconsin. We're all pretty high on Wisconsin this year. We all think they're going to beat Nebraska. Uh, Northwestern is going to come in and win that game. I, I actually have Michigan State beating Michigan this year. Indiana winning. Penn State winning. I'm the only one who actually picked Maryland to beat Michigan again because I'm apparently really low on Michigan, and Ohio State's going to win again. Um, and so I have them going 3-9, and nine, Harbaugh not coming back. Again, I could be easily – easily I could be wrong if they figure that offense out, but they have to prove it first, and I haven't seen any evidence of that. Um, so they have a tough schedule in my opinion. So the only team on there that they don't have that would really suck for them is Iowa. I think Iowa would mop the floor with them too, but um, I don't know why I'm the lowest. You guys aren't as low as me, but I'm not into Michigan this year. All right. Coach Banstra. Um, pretty much. I mean, I tried to keep my part. I tried to be impartial about this because growing up in Ohio, you pretty much it's hard to with this. You're on one side of the fence or another. Um, I just one of a big Don Brown fan. I don't hide that. Um, I really like Don Brown fan. I Don Brown. I've interviewed Don Brown. Don's, Don is a great guy. And I think he's a very good defensive coach that kind of got the short end of the stick after the last year. Um, but ignoring that part, I mean, one of the guys you hired to replace, Don Brown has already left. Uh, he took the Buffalo job three months into being at Michigan. Um, at the same time, I think their schedule is for where they are currently is not easy. I think the Washington game is a toss-up game, but I just – my gut just says Washington, but I wouldn't be surprised if they're 3-0. and uh, Rutgers is better. Wisconsin is Wisconsin. Um they should beat Nebraska. If they don't, there's going to be some serious problems. Northwestern's up. As I've said earlier on the podcast, Michigan, Michigan State, that's always a tough game. Michigan State always finds a way to make it close. Um, I've already talked about Indiana, but then you got Penn State, Maryland, and OSU to uh, finish the year. I mean, they could they could go 0-4 at the end of that stretch. Um, I mean, they're going to be somewhere between 4-8 and eight and probably 7-5. and five. Coach Steve. Um, let's see. I have them sitting at six wins. Um, I have them beating Western Michigan. Um, I was kind of in the same boat with uh, Coach Banstra. That Washington game's a toss-up, but I'm thinking Washington would come in and beat 
uh, Michigan. They're a pretty well-established program. I have Michigan beating Northern Illinois. I have them beating Rutgers. They're not going to beat Wisconsin. I have them beating Nebraska. Uh, Northwestern will beat them. I have Michigan beating Michigan State. I think Michigan, like I've already said, they're down. I'm big on Indiana to beat Michigan. Now, I'm not going to be shocked if Michigan beats them. Uh, I have Penn State beating Michigan. I think that's where they slip up. I have Michigan beating Maryland. And then I have Ohio State beating Michigan. They're never going to beat Ohio State for a while. Um, With Michigan, this could be the year that Jim Harbaugh gets fired. But again, the reason why I don't think he did last time is because who was they going to hire? Did anybody want to go there? That's not a good situation right now. Um, The Don Brown firing was not the best move. Um, but it depends on what Michigan team shows up last year. They whipped Minnesota and I thought maybe they had it figured out or Minnesota was just bad. And at the time I was like, Michigan has it figured out. And then it just went right back to what it always was. It's they play. Okay. And then Jim Harbaugh just lets it fall to the ground. So it's, I don't know what will happen. I have them at six wins. They could easily maybe get 10 wins. Maybe they get four. We have no idea, but I have them at six wins, but I will not be shocked if they, beat some of these teams but it's something's happened Michigan was the place to go and now it's free fall it's not good so we'll see what Jim Harbaugh's made of might be the last time we see him at Michigan Coach Bennett Hell of a victory baby y'all are all sleeping on the amazing blue because all y'all poor from Ohio State this is a this is a pandering podcast that's what this has turned into. I'll be the only one that doesn't pander Ohio State, even though I do think Ohio State will beat Michigan because they own them. They own them in, like, ways that are unfortunate for anybody that pulls from Michigan. The whole time Steve was talking, I wasn't listening because I was trying to find hell of the victors on my phone. I got it pulled up, had it dialed in. But I want to let you all know that I think Michigan's going to win 10 football games. I could see them winning nine. I could see them winning three. I think they're going to win 10. Because when all – got to remember, this is a restart year for college football with fans. Who has undeniable one of the best home field advantages in college football? Yeah, Ohio State does because they have two homes, one in Ann Arbor and one in Columbus. That's all I'm going to say. Well, that's all fine and dandy. Ohio State finally won a football game for this past season for the first time in years. But they're going to beat Western Michigan. They're going to beat Washington. I don't know what Washington team y'all watch, but they're going to beat Washington. They'll beat Northern Illinois. They'll beat Rutgers. They'll, they'll get beat by Wisconsin in a rock fight. They'll beat Nebraska. They'll beat Northwestern based off talent. They'll beat Michigan State based off it being Michigan State. They'll beat Indiana because Indiana's going to win four games or three games or whatever I said they would. They'll beat Penn State. They'll beat Maryland. And it'll be ABC, ABC game of the week like it is every year, game of the year, and they'll get beat by 30 by Ohio State. There you go. 10-2. The same group of people. I want all the listeners to know this. The same group of people that picked Indiana to go 11 and 1. Believe that Michigan's going to go 6 and 6. I just want that out there. Indiana, Indiana, 44,000 people at home games. 
Hey, before before you say we're Ohio State pandering, I just wanted to make sure you know this. First of all, hail to the victors. That was my high school um, high school fight song, so I have a little bit of an emotional response to that. You playing that, and then also go Clemson. That's all I'm going to say. Remember when you of I did this? That's all I'll say. That's that's why I have it. Yeah. All right. I, I get I get my time right. Absolutely, I do. We have right. to take Let, a first break. No, yeah. we're not. No, let's hear a word yeah. from our sponsors. <laughs> throw those throw those beard old guys a bone. <laughs> no, here's all right. You know, I, I I understand. Some people believe that Michigan in, is good because they rest on a name. That's all they're doing right now. Bottom line is. They had a full turnover of coaching staff. They have a huge crisis, which is eat, slowly eating away at the program. It, fellas, I, I hate to tell you this, but ten and two is not happening. Seven and two in the Big Ten is not happening. They're not going to be five and five, a five win team. Uh, you know, we kind of. You know, the bottom line is. Michigan is not what it used to be. It's going to be a while before it gets back. Do they stay with Jim Harbaugh, who is losing in every single way? Can't win in recruiting. Can't win on the football field. And the excuses are over. Go into a message board, and you'll see that even Michigan fans are losing hope. It reminds me of the 1990s for Buckeyes fans. It's almost the exact same thing. It's unfortunate. But it's the reality up there right now. And Josh Gaddis and Jim Harbaugh can't agree on an offense. How are you going to score points? You don't have dudes. You have you have no, you know, no continuity, no understanding between it seems like between offense, you know, then you fire the defensive coordinator who's been one of the better defensive coordinators for you. It's a recipe for disaster, firing everyone after a two and four season. And ducking Ohio State because of COVID, more of the same is coming in 2021. And I'm not saying that because I'm an Ohio State fan. I'm saying that because that is the truth. And even the fan base agrees with me. That's a fact. And you could write it down. Write that down. That's an I told you so. So, needless to say, the last team uh, is the team that everyone pretty much is chasing. It's the Ohio State Buckeyes. So let's go ahead, Coach Jeffer. Let's uh, let's talk about the Buckeyes. Well, I when I originally did this list, I actually had them at 12 and 0. And I was like, yeah, I don't think they're gonna quite be uh, undefeated at the end of this season. Uh, it's a long season, and they do have a couple of tough games on that schedule there. Um, they've got, you know, Minnesota, you know, I think they beat Minnesota pretty handily. Couple of you guys are picking Oregon. You guys are Pac-12 truthers or something over there. Pac-12's not that good. Oregon should not have been in the uh, conference championship game, and they still won that thing. And yes, I am. I know I'm a Mario Cristobal fan as well, Coach Manstra. I love what they do on offense, but they don't have uh, who was the quarterback they had two years ago. They don't have him anymore. All right, who they got? They just lost Panay Sewell. All right. They don't got a defense. Nobody in the Pac-12 plays defense. 
Okay, so they're not going to be able to stop Ohio State from scoring. So Ohio State wins that game. They beat Tulsa. They beat Akron because Akron's Akron. No offense to you, Ohio guys. Uh, they beat Rutgers in Maryland. I think they beat Indiana. I don't necessarily think that's a close game, but I could be wrong. And within the last five games, I think they're going to lose to someone within that those last five games. And I, th- I think Penn State probably has the best shot at beating them. Um, you know, unless, you know, like Coach Bennett said, unless Michigan turns it around, then Michigan might have the best shot. Um, but I think Penn State has a better shot at beating them. They have a better track record of beating them. Um, they went at Nebraska or they went at Nebraska. They beat Purdue. They beat Michigan State. And I do pick them to beat Michigan only because Ohio State always beats Michigan. So I have them at about 11 and one playing in the conference championship probably ranked within the top four going to a um, another playoff. Coach Banster. I cede my time to Coach Bennett so he can address Shefford calling him a Pac-12 truther. All right, I'll second the motion. Coach Steve. I'm about to third the motion. Besides, right. I agree with – Oregon beating Ohio State. Right. I know that. Right. Okay, Coach Bennett, they're they're letting you uh, take a swing here. All so, right, Shepard. Shepard, which one is it? Is the Pac-12 not good? Or are they good? Because you said Washington's, Washington's going to beat Michigan. Most, that's because I don't think Michigan's very good. Well, the whole damn – the whole Big Ten's not very good, except for this thing we're talking about right exactly. now. Exactly. <laughs> Which is why Michigan's going to win a bunch of games. Indiana's going to prove who they really are. Oregon is the only team in the Pac-12 that can play one of these big, the big three. The big three being Alabama, Clemson, and Ohio State, and not get shellacked. And I think the style they play. Look, if 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 I were betting on the game, I'd bet on Ohio State. But I'm not on general principle. I'm not picking Ohio State to go 12 and 0 because of what I said in the chat. Y'all have to, y'all have to, that's behind the paywall. Y'all can't read the chat. But because of what I said in the chat, I will not pick them to go 12 and 0. The only game on the schedule they might lose that won't be a glorified scrimmage is Oregon because they don't play anybody because they play in the back team. Is that it? I'm not, I don't know what to say about being called a Pac 12 truther. I've been called a lot of things by a lot of people. I've been called worse by better. I can tell you that. Right. I, I hey, to, to, to my defense, I called all of you Pac-12 truthers, not just you. <laughs> I've called all of you a lot, especially during the, the IU segment and the Michigan segment. It's all in the chat. You know what? That's why we do it. That's why we do it. Uh, Coach Spence or Coach Steve, you guys want to jump in since you kind of – I think uh, there's a little bit of time. Coach Bennett might yield it back to uh, one of you guys. You guys got anything I yield, else? I yield all my remaining time back to Bannister. I mean, I mean, here's the thing. Ohio State has a new quarterback, and every time they have a new quarterback and they play a decent team, they typically lose it somehow. Whether it be Oklahoma and Baker Mayfield was when they were transitioning. Oklahoma came in with a good team. Um, there was that year they lost to USC. I mean, it's just historically that's – they're fine. But even if you lose that game, you still can have a shot at the playoffs because the Pac-12 doesn't usually get anybody in and neither does the Big 12. 
So unless the SEC puts in three teams this year, um, it's I mean you can still make it in as long as you just win the win your entire conference and win the Big Ten championship game because the ACC is only sending one school in there called Clemson. So that I mean you can lose that game and then just build off the rest of the season like the year they lost to Virginia Tech and then didn't lose another game. So same concept. Steve, you want to jump in? Are you good with Juice Williams behind you? I'm always good with Juice Williams. Uh, the last time Illinois was proud, I guess. Yeah. I just don't see Ohio State going 12-0. and um, As much as we talk about, about the Pac-12, Oregon, they're not a bad team, like Coach Bennett said. They're good up front, what they do. And with Ohio State, we have to redo their offense a little bit. It could be a shootout. I could see it being a shootout. Um and Oregon upsetting them, but then what, what can we say? Everybody in the Big Ten's chasing Ohio State, so it's not much to say. As much as I hate to say that, it's if they're going to lose a game, it's going to be Oregon, or I can even see what Coach Sheffer said. Do they? They have slipped up to Penn State before. That could maybe happen with everything kind of being new, depending on what kind of game Ryan Day calls, because we all know he was calling it to make Justin Fields look good at times instead of just sticking to what they could do. But I just see them losing to Oregon and then – they win the rest of their games. All right. Fair I enough. have one, one quick rebuttal. All right. Um, the I like Oregon. I do not like Ohio State. I, I every year I'm waiting for them to lose somebody and they to someone and they just don't. The the reason I picked Ohio State over Oregon, what is Oregon's what are their strengths? Their strength the past few seasons has been their offensive line. Well, guess what? Their offensive line just lost their best player to the NFL. And I don't re- really see them recruiting that well on the offensive line. What running backs do they have? What receivers do they have? What quarterbacks do they have? I don't see them having an elite offense that's going to stand up to that Ohio State defense. Ohio State's going to have a darn good defense no matter what. Their D-line is their strength every single year. They have the best D-line coach in the country. Okay. Their D-line is going to be dominant. Their D-line is going to dominate Oregon's O-line. I don't want to see it happen, but it's probably going to happen. If I had to bet money on it, that's what's going to happen. That game's going to come down to the trenches. Ohio State always has receivers, even though I'd never know their names. They always have receivers. And they're always going to have a quarterback that's going to be competitive, even if the guy never makes it to the NFL. So they've had multiple quarterbacks who don't make it to the NFL play well. Um, but they still are very competitive. So I don't see Oregon win that game. And let's look at Oregon's history as a program under multiple head coaches. How many big-time games has Oregon actually won and showed up in and they didn't choke? How many times have they lost to Stanford? How many times have they lost to USC over the years? How many times have they lost to Auburn in a national championship game or gotten their ass handed to them by Ohio State in a national championship game? in a year where Ohio State wasn't even supposed to be in that situation. They lost to Virginia Tech at the beginning of the year. So with a third-string quarterback, Oregon with, has not proved that they are an elite program. Ohio State is an elite program. And no, I do not hate Oregon. I am rooting for Oregon, but Ohio State is the elite program. They will win that game. If Oregon watches that IU film and they see how bad Ohio State's corners were, they'll figure it out. That's how Indiana and Northwestern could compete. 
And Oregon lost to Auburn under Bo Nix. That ain't would, good. No, not Bo Nix. Never mind. All right. I, you know, here's <laughs> after all that being said, let, let me, uh, let me just kind of drop a little bit of knowledge. Okay. Ryan Day hasn't lost a regular season game in two years in Columbus. However, Oregon does scare me a little bit. They do something crazy defensively. Uh, Coach Bainster hit the nail on the head. A lot of times that's where there's issues. Young quarterbacks see something that, you know, gets spooked, start seeing ghosts, if you want to use that terminology, and that's what sinks the Buckeyes early. But, you know, I think that a loss to Oregon hurts simply because, guys, Pac-12 wasn't even thought of with the playoff last year. So that hurts. That loss hurts. That, to me, that's that's a very tough loss. If that's what happens because it's at home and it's to a Pac-12 team. And to me, the Pac-12 hasn't earned hasn't earned respect. So, I, you know, that's, that's an issue for Ohio State. The other thing is, you know, beyond the quarterback, how about the defense? You got to fix the defense. Kerry Combs, love the guy, but – that defense has got to get fixed. Giving up too many big plays, you can't continue to do it. Teams are are going to burn you. You're right. I mean, the bottom line is, you know, film doesn't lie. Film doesn't lie. That's that's a problem. Um, Trey Sermon came in last year in the run game. You got two freshmen and you got Master Teague. Ohio State hangs their hat on the run. I think that's going to be interesting what happens there because you've got uh, Trayvon Henderson, who is a dude, he's a dude, and he won't be at Ohio State for very long. And I always wonder if he passes up Master Teague. So, um, but I think the bigger the bigger question is the offense will be fine. What about the defense, though? Ohio State, the defense, it's a problem until they fix it. They may, you might make the playoff, but you know because no one else is going to touch you in this league. That's all, that's all there is to it. Everyone's chasing Ohio State. Rich got richer yesterday. Uh, they bookended the 2021 class with a five-star out of Washington. I won't even try to pronounce his name. I'll just say that really good kid from Washington. Um, and I think that, you know, they're going to be good up front again. Do the young guys have to step up? I think they do because the rushmen are going to be very important to Ohio State's defense they got to be able to put that pressure because the corners really, you know, I, I don't know. I think they're, it's questionable if they're good enough. The only way you're going to keep a quarterback uh, on his toes is by bringing the rush and, you know, and creating havoc. And with those two five stars and Sawyer and the five star from Washington who committed yesterday, JTT, things look good. But again, they're freshmen, so we'll have to see. So, as we wrap everything up, I don't think it comes as any surprise that, uh, you know, we've had some, <laughs> some pretty good conversation. So what we've done is this. We've taken the average win-loss totals as picked by all of our coaches on the panel, including myself. And uh, here's where we're at. The uh, Rutgers, Scarlet Knights, possibly three wins overall. And uh, – Pretty much one win in the Big Ten. 
not surprised by that. We were uh, we weren't very high on them. Maryland comes in at about four and a half. We'll call it four and a half wins um, overall. Maybe three of those in the big. Uh, Sparty with four wins overall, two in the big. And again, these are averages. Penn State picked to be a possible eight game winner overall, maybe six in the Big Ten. Indiana trending more towards nine than eight uh, overall, and between five and a half, six uh, in the big. Michigan comes out as six and six, which is a uh, is interesting. So the average again, uh, overall six and six with maybe four wins in big 10 play and Ohio state coming out with, uh, 11 wins overall. And then winning right now, it looks like nine. Of course, you know, we have the, the one, uh, Penn state picked by coach Sheffer. So, so that's where we're at. So after, Everything's said and done. I guess the only question we have is, can Iowa or Wisconsin, if they would happen to win in the West, have any chance at all of beating the Buckeyes for the championship in the Big Ten? Coach Ben, I'm going to start with you. Um, well, I'd be lying to you if I, if I didn't say I certainly hope that they would. I hope they beat them. I hope they beat Ohio State as bad as they could. But in realist, I mean, in reality, no. I mean, if I if Iowa State plays Michigan, or if they if they play Iowa or um, Wisconsin, I think it'll be Iowa. The only way they lose is if they uh, if turn the ball over a bunch, because I think Iowa and Wisconsin will both go into the game trying to kind of trying to keep it out of their hands, um, and that's the only way. I mean. That's um, unless you're Alabama and Clemson every year, but last year, that's the only way you can beat a high state other than just being better is keep it away from them. So, I mean, that's a 5% chance out of 100. 5%. All right, Coach Steve. I agree. The only team that would probably have a chance is Iowa, but the Iowa would have to come in and play a perfect game. And Ohio State would have to turn the ball over, like you said, maybe three to four times. Or or they just come out and just don't show up. They think they're just going to roll Iowa. But if any team was going to do it, it's Iowa. Um, they're going to be pretty good this year. But I, I agree. It would just be Iowa, but I don't see it happening. Coach Banstra. Um, Ohio State is 5-1 and one in the big championship game. Um, and they average 49.8 points per game in the Big Ten championship game in those six games, so I would say uh, no. I love the numbers. You're right. They're they're staggering. Coach Sheffer, what do you got? I would just say don't forget November 4th, 2017, Iowa beats Ohio State 55-24. to 24. It can happen. Do I think it does happen? No. Absolutely not. And remember, that game – that game was was in Iowa. It was not not in, on neutral in a neutral stadium. It was not definitely not in uh, an Ohio Stadium. So, no. And quite honestly, I don't know anyone else who's going to be able to 
you know, over the next couple of years. That's what Ohio State's got going right now. That's it's a it's a fact, and I know we're going to run into a situation, and I'm gonna I'm gonna hear it from a member of our panel, but Ohio State is very much like Clemson. They're surrounded by a lot of mediocrity. There's some teams that are able to able to rise up right now, but Ohio State is in a conference where they're able to be far above everyone else. And that's just the reality, and I think that's the way it's going to be. I'm not saying that because I'm a, a Buckeye homer. It's just the, the reality of the situation. The rich are going to continue to get richer, and I don't know if anyone else can catch up. Iowa would have to play a perfect game of, of keep away, and their defense would have to be have to be stellar. Um, you know, they have to play a perfect game. Northwestern did a pretty good job last year, but if Ohio State gets the defense figured out, no. Good night. No chance. Don't even show up. Don't even get on the bus. So, all right. So that's going to do it. We all agree uh, on Ohio State, whether it is uh, begrudgingly or, or willingly. Uh, thanks for listening to episode two for our panel, Coach Sheffer, Coach Banstra, Coach Steve, and as always, Coach Bennett, who uh, got me a little fired up. Thanks for that, Coach. I needed that. Uh, again, our pick is the Ohio State Buckeyes to represent the Big Ten. This has been Episode 2 of the Armchair Coaching Podcast, and we are all siding off.